You have found a very special edition of the Lions College Football Podcast this week. We're not at bowl season yet, but the championship week is over, which means it's Army versus Navy. A great American sports tradition is back again, this time at Lincoln Financial Field in Philadelphia. Mr. Brett Gibbons is here to join us, our college football writer at thelines.com. You can find him on Twitter at Road to CFB. My name is Steven Andrus, managing editor at thelines.com. Brett, I know there's a lot of big college football games every year, but for the people involved with this game, there is no bigger game for not only these two branches of the military, but also the others that are competing for the commander in chief trophy every year. We salute all of you that have served past, present and future. And I know you can't wait for this game as well. Yeah, this is my favorite game of the year. Uh, NFL college doesn't matter if, if my favorite teams are involved or it's the biggest rivalry. This is just my favorite game to watch. Stylistically it's just so unique. Everyone knows that they both run the triple option and it's just, the tradition around it uh, and the fact that it's kind of always played on the East Coast, it's just it's it's awesome. It's Army Navy. That's that's what it is. So let's go through some of the history of this game before we get to the, the point spread and the total of this one. And if you know anything about Army Navy games, you know, this is a bit of a lower total than most <laughs> typical college football games. We'll break that down in just a moment. But in terms of past results between Army and Navy, both teams have traded off wins now each of the past four years. Last year, Navy pulled the upset. 2020, it was Army. 2019, Navy won. 2018, Army won. And then Army won every year from 2016 to 2018. And then Navy won every year from 2011 to 2015. So this trading off each of the last four years is kind of a new development in this rivalry, Brett. Uh, so this game is on Saturday at 3.30. That's its traditional time. Always broadcast on CBS, which is fun. I love the broadcasting crew there. Um, I feel like it kind of gives it a little bit more big game weight being played on CBS. Maybe that's just me. Uh, and they're also playing at Lincoln Financial this year, which is uh, where they've played it more, um, more recently uh, than not. In the birthplace of our nation, when the Declaration of Independence <laughs> was signed on July 4th, 1776. It's the perfect location. That's true. And of note, uh, the commander in chief's trophy is not up for grabs in this game. Air Force already won that uh, by taking down both of these teams earlier in the season. Uh, and the total has come down. It is sitting at 32 and a half as we speak today. It was 31 and a half as of Tuesday. Uh, and that's down from 34. So I think the value in betting the under is long gone. Something I like to do, a, a tradition in my household is to bet under Army Navy because it almost always comes out that way. And I'm going to explain why here in a minute. Um, so far, Army has hit 300 rushing yards in all four of their last six games. All four of those turn out to be victories. And they also hit uh, 400 yards total rushing in two of those games, one of which was against Colgate. So take that with a grain of salt. Um, Tahir Tyler, uh, Tyler, pardon me, is the team's leading rusher this season. 600 yards, 12 touchdowns, which is quite a bit, uh, especially for a team that spreads the love around their offense. But one guy I really want to talk about, I've had the privilege to talk about in the past couple of years, Jacoby Buchanan. Six foot tall, 260 pounds and runs the football. He's a fullback. He's a guy you don't want to get in front of. Uh, why do you think they convert fourth and one all the time? Because they have Jacoby Buchanan just hand the ball off to. And uh, he's bigger than most of the defensive tackles he's going up against. So always fun to watch him play football and line up in the backfield. Army's defense this year, uncharacteristically terrible. 102nd in points per drive allowed. 118th in EPA against the rush. Uh, that's interesting for a team that runs the heck out of the ball and knows how to defend the rush. Uh, but the reason that this game always goes under 
is because these two teams know the triple option inside and out. Now, when you play in the American like Navy does and Cincinnati has to play them or UCF has to play them, it's very difficult for these coaching staffs to teach the triple option considering they just see it just once a year and no one else runs it. So you're not really drilling it in practice week in and week out. You're really only drilling it maybe the week before. You probably do some in camp because you know you're going to play them uh, and then the week leading up to. But because Army and Navy run this triple option so well and they know it inside out, they can defend it really well. And when they defend it really well, we have under point totals. What that also means, though, is that these teams have to bring out, uh, break out little wrinkles in their offense. And I think there's a spot where Army can. Navy this year is 125th in pass EPA. I'm not saying the Army's going to throw the ball a lot, but we could see a couple more throws than we expect because Navy is so terrible at defending the pass. Could that be because they played SMU and uh, Tulane and, you, and these teams? Yeah, maybe a little bit, but the fact that it's there, I'm not calling my shot on it, but let's just say that if we see Army throw a couple more passes than we're used to, uh, you know, don't be too surprised at that. But Navy is a weird team. They have losses to uh, notoriously uh, to Delaware to open their season. Uh, they've lost to Memphis the week afterward, but they also have wins over East Carolina and UCF. So <laughs> I'm not really sure what's going on with this Navy team. Uh, I, outside of the losses to Del- outside of those like three games, Delaware, ECU, UCF, they kind of beat the teams they should and lost to the games that they should or lost the games that they should. So but I think overall Army's just kind of playing better football this year. I did say this last year and Army lost. So you kind of have to throw how these teams are playing out the window to an extent. And because Navy's an upset specialist this year, in terms of record and in terms of talent on their roster, now the market's telling me that Navy's favored, so it wouldn't really be an upset. But I wouldn't be surprised to see Navy win this game. I, like I said, I played under 34 just because it's my tradition to play under the Army-Navy. Uh, it's been a profitable tradition, too, in the recent past. But I'm not really sure if there's value betting it where it's at. Now, if you want to look at the over at this point, because Army, not very good against the run, Navy, pretty terrible against the pass. Sure. You can play that over 32 and a half, uh, because it's risen from 31 though. Again, the value is not really there, but the market is kind of indicating that this could be, uh, a quote unquote high scoring army Navy game. Uh, do know though, that four of the last five games have gone under 30. Um, I'm also not betting sides because one and a half is just not an exciting point spread to bet. So if you want to look at army money line, uh, you can get plus money on that. And that may be the way to go because I really think army is a better team. Keep an eye out for, for special promos to odds boosts at the sports books. If you're in a legal betting state, obviously this is a big game. It's really the only big one of the day. All the other major programs are, are off this week, getting ready for their bowl games. So keep an eye out for that. You might find some extra value taking that route. Uh, you mentioned you're not interested in a side here. So just to continue on the the biggest theme that is always around this game with the total, the over under at 32 and a half, there is a couple 33s as we record here on Wednesday morning. But looking back at the, the recent history, uh, another note, you said sometimes you kind of have to throw out the records and 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 just understand that when Army and Navy play each other, you're getting the A++ effort from both teams because this game means everything to them. We saw it last year. Navy only had three wins going into the game. Army had eight, and Navy pulled the upset 17-13. 30 total points in that game. Working backwards now each year of this game, so 30 last year, only 15 total points the year before that. 2019, 38 points. 27, 27, 38, 38, 
27, 41 in 2013, 30, and 28. Yeah, I, 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 this is not Brett. <laughs> no, I, I did want to talk about that 2019 kind of anomaly thing. Um, Navy won that game 31 seven. That's because they had um, a quarterback named Malcolm Perry who had 21 rushing touchdowns at quarterback for this team. He's prolific. He went on to play the NFL. He had 2000 yards rushing in mm-hmm. 2019. So you can kind of remove that one from the group because that's not normal. <laughs> this team was incredible. They won 11 games in 2019. So just keep that in mind where you're like, ooh, that, that 38, well, that could break it up. Uh-uh. Nobody's got a Malcolm Perry on their team in this in this game. My favorite part about this is that like they call a player like that the quarterback today because he's the one that takes the snap, right? But if you look at old school football, like – early 20th century football and formations and the actual position names that they had, the quarterback was not the person taking the snap. The tailback took the snap and the quarterback was lined up in front of the tailback, but offset and behind the offensive line. That's why he was the quarterback because he's a little further closer to the line of scrimmage. The tailback was behind him. This is the old single wing offense that, that you used to see. So, it, you know, you have the situation with running teams like this and Army and Navy playing this old school offense. The guy taking the snap is called the quarterback today. But if you're going by literal terms of what the originalist football used to be, this guy's basically the tailback, right? With how much they run. <laughs> I actually didn't know that bit. All I all I know is when I was taught, it's quarter, half, full. But somewhere along the line, we move the full in front of the half. Yeah, if you look at old formations, just- if you look at old formations in the single wing offense where there would literally be like seven offensive linemen where you didn't have tight ends, the guy offset the tackle was it called like the edge. It's just another blocker. The quarterback lined up kind of like pistol depth, not shotgun depth, pistol depth, but he lined up behind the guard. He didn't line up behind the center, and it was the tailback who was behind the center taking taking a snap. It was it's fun to look at like the old encyclopedia stuff with the with football, and and then you have a game like this where they're not running exactly the same thing, but the quarterback is what we call the guy taking the snap now. But in this type of offense, it's not what it was back in the day. Yeah, that's really interesting. And for those who are like film nerds and and kind of want to dive into how these offenses operate. If you don't know, definitely look it up on YouTube. It's, it's poetry in motion. And when you see it played out, like for the untrained eye, it's kind of like, wow, why are they doing this? This is so ineffective. What's going on. But when you break down the reads and the motions in this, it's fascinating. And it's like, find the ball. If you're the beautiful, right? It is like, try and find the ball. And the, and the whole point of the offense is, is to isolate a defender and make him make a choice. It's kind of like what you see in the NFL when you have a Miles Garrett or an Aaron Donald and you leave them unblocked because you want them to make a choice to take them out of the, the play. That's kind of what this entire offense is built around. Make the defender make a choice. And if he makes the wrong choice, it's 70 yards to the house. Okay, so as we wrap up here overall, you think Army is the better team, but you're hesitant to play the spread. And you're, yes. you, you put in an under bet in because, you know, that's your tradition. But for everybody out there, how are you playing this game? If if are you waiting for a live opportunity? Are you locking something in pregame? What's your uh, what's your best angle here? If people just want to get a bet in for entertainment purposes. 
Yeah, this one's tough on Wednesday just because there's a lot of information, a lot of eyes and a lot of action on this game. So the lines that exist right now have really been hammered into place, which at this juncture, because I've seen the movement there, it's going to be a live play for me. But it kind of looks like if you jump on it quickly and you get a good number betting over, that's kind of the sharp play at the moment. And again, you can see that these teams defensively aren't what they typically are. But again, you have to think about the matchup and the schemes and, and how they understand each other. So I think live opportunities are going to be what you see here. You're going to have to be a little bit more patient than usual because it's not like going out and betting, you know, Ohio State, Michigan live and Ohio State hits a 75 yard long pass <laughs> to Marvin Harrison. You're like, OK, I want to bet Ohio State live. Uh, instead, it's going you're going to have, really have to dig in and see this um, perhaps a live play on the total. If these teams are ripping off, you know, averaging six, seven, eight yards a play, you can play that over. Uh, live or if it looks like it's going to be a gigantic punt fest then maybe you can jump on the under if this gets inflated a little bit too high leading up to kickoff tell me if you agree or disagree with this if if both teams start with a failed possession and they punt it away we might get a total here with a number that starts with a two like high 20s at that point i'm interested in, in betting the over here um, yeah i agree if that first digit changes live on like if it is reactionary to the first possession or two possessions for each team, yeah, I'd, I don't mind doing it. But again, watch the game flow. Make sure you see that these teams are able to move the ball and maybe just came up short on a, on a fourth and or a third and one or yeah. maybe had a miscue or these teams don't make a lot of miscues. But something like that. Make sure it's not just, well, I'm watching this game. They're not getting anything done. All of a sudden, a 29 or 28 pops up. I'm immediately betting you the over. Don't do that. If these teams aren't able to move the ball and it looks like it really is just going to be uh, a, a total punt fest, I guess. How about, how about the flip side? What if somebody gets an early score here? Are you, are you locking in the value on the live under there compared to the pregame line? I'm not sure how it reacts because I don't yeah. think that those adjusting the lines in this game are just blindly adjusting the totals as if this is a regular game. So watch it and see. Uh, I think if it starts to hit that, 36, what if it gets high 30s, right? What if it's like 38? What if, what, what if there's like a high total early after a couple possessions of 38? I don't think there's a set. I, see, I, I don't want to lock myself into a set number before the game starts in terms of live betting just because I'm not watching the game play out. So I need to see how these offenses Fair. are moving Fair. the ball, how these defenses are doing, how that score happened. If it's a fumble picked up in return for a touchdown, I'm probably not going to jump on uh, a live over. Um, or I'm sorry, a live under just because it's kind of a miscue and it's like, oh, okay, well, you know, these offenses haven't really gotten going yet. So it, again, it depends. I expect if, if I can say something definitively, because I'm sure people here are pulling their hair out, trying to figure out what I, what I mean here. Um, I do not believe that this number is going to be quick to move up live. If we're talking the point total, I think that the people setting these lines are a bit sharper than that. And they kind of understand that this isn't a regular college football game. So I don't think it's going to be quick to rise. So I think there's going to be more opportunity to take a live over than a live under just in the mechanics that I believe that they'll, that it'll move. Here's what I can say definitively. If Brett makes a live bet, he's going to put it in our discord channel and send push notifications to everybody that's following him so that you all know about it when it happens. And in order to do that, you go to the lines.com homepage, top right-hand corner, hit on the Discord button. It's free to join. We have more than 4,000 people talking sports betting every day in there. Once you're in there, you go to the Rolls server, and you click on the buttons so that you get push notifications from any member of our staff. Brett Gibbons is one of the options in there. Once you do that, 
close your Discord app on your either your, your iPhone or Android, reopen it, and then no matter when Brett makes a bet or anybody else on our staff makes a bet, you're going to get a push notification when that happens so that you get the best of the number. Sometimes it's a pregame line. In this case, it might be a live bet for Brett Gibbons for Army-Navy, and you're not going to miss out on the best of the number. We'll also tell you where we made that bet if you're in a legal betting state. So awesome opportunity there. If you enjoyed this video, do us a favor, hit that subscribe button, uh, hit that like button. Let us know in the comments how you are attacking Army Navy and maybe even some bowl game bets that you want. Brett's going to be back for every single bowl game of the college football season to wrap up the 2022 slash 2023 year. It's been an awesome year, but he's not stopping. He's ready to go for bowl season. You're going to have a video for every game, right, Brett? All of them, all 42, because we got the national championship as well. And, and one more thing with the Discord, I'm putting all the opt-out news I see. I'm putting all the injury news that I see. I'm putting line movement information in there that you're not going to find anywhere else because it's uh, obsolete to put in a video like this. So yeah, please sign up for our Discord. A lot of good information in there. Love it. Lines have been on the move like crazy for some of these bowl games already. Brett's been posting it all over the place in the Discord, so make sure you have the latest information before you make a bet during the bowl season. It's critical this time of year. A lot of this is less about on-field handicapping and more about following the information on key player opt-outs for sure. So I uh, hope you enjoyed the video, everybody. Enjoy the pageantry and the tradition of the Army-Navy game, and we'll see you back here for bowl season. For Brett Gibbons, I'm Steven Andrus. Best of luck with your bets this weekend.